2: Hello! And welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn, one of the Dadly Boys from What Culture. Joined by <laughs> another one of the I'm still not worked out, how I'm gonna do this. Joined by another one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. Michael Hamlet is enjoying a well-earned day off. Uh here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture dressing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon's Music, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Where we uh, do daily podcasts, where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT 2.0. Oh! Dynamite, AW Collision, uh, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Sid Look ahead to Raw tonight and the Go Home Show Ugh. ahead of Fastlane. Uh,
3: too much bloody wrestling.
2: It, there is, right now. Too much bloody wrestling. Trying
3: to rewatch Twin Peaks again.
2: Oh, yeah. Well.
3: So, I've become a coffee snob. I've watched on with my two children, who I love, as all the people with their disposable income Mm -hmm. in the office have gone to Good Brews to get their morning latte. What a lovely time. What a lovely flavor. Yeah. Uh, I'm spending all my money on my kids. So, I feel like it's a a treat for me. So, I was like, well, this has developed within me an obsession with coffee. Always liked the black coffee, but Mm -hmm. always just took two sips and thought, I like the aroma. It didn't, but it's instant. That's a problem. So, I've been getting an AeroPress. Oh, my wife got me an AeroPress for my birthday and a milk frother so I can make lattes at home. And I've discovered, all right, okay, this is why people do black backflips over black coffee mm. because I've always loved the aroma and the idea of drinking it. But because I've been drinking instant, it's not that good. We're just
2: basic bitches, you and I, aren't we? Yeah,
3: not anymore. I'm a snob now. <laughs> I'm a total coffee snob. And now, whenever I have that beautiful, full bodied. Black coffee with just the right amount of bitterness, just the right amount of like a, a fruity aroma and undertone. Mm. Yeah, it says it on the packet. <laughs> it's like right, okay, well, coffee, coffee, right, Twin Peaks, because
2: of course you've yeah. got a
3: massive connection with coffee in that universe. So it's like well, that just takes me to the to the Pacific Northwest of the United States. So, I have been cutting into my Twin Peaks time all this bloody wrestling, mm. and I'm not being funny. Like tonight's Raw. Even after last week's Raw. Oh, yeah. Which I really liked. Mm-hmm. And you can go and listen to Proof on the podcast, if you like. It's, oh, I've just watched that SJ versus Danielson. Mm. And I'm not going to spoil the result for you, Wilbon, because you're watching it tonight. But I'll give you a spoiler of the match quality. It was <laughs> <f-ing> class. <laughs> it was like 10 times better than I even thought possible. Mm. And I just, it was a, it was a match for sickos. I'm a sicko. And all I could think about was... It's made us feel quite guilty, really. But I'm sure Danielson would have thought this as well. All I could think was, thank God that man broke his arm. <laughs> thank the gods above that that man broke his arm just to add a different tenor to the match. That's all I'll say, Willborn. Yeah, we're um, going to be
2: reviewing it on our YouTube channel, our new going, YouTube all channel. All going well. Uh, what Culture Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Go and subscribe there. Our review will be 3.30 p.m. UK time tomorrow. So, I don't know, type it in one of those time converter things to work out when it'll be for wherever you are. Um, And if you're subscribed... you do our job. Yeah. Uh, If you're subscribed, then you'll be able to send us questions as well whilst we're going through it. And also, just to put any fears to rest, if you're just an audio podcast listener, if you listen on long drives and what have you, and you think, oh, well, I don't want to be juggling around with the YouTube app, don't worry still going to go out as an audio podcast, as with all the video podcasts we are going to be doing on that channel. It's not going to be... The no. only exclusive video podcast that's not gone out as an audio one is the one that's right... The one that's on there right now. You do QA, Q&A, me, Hamlet and Sige, last week. Go and check that out, and then we can monetize the channel. Yeah. You might get
3: bonus. Oh, yeah. You might get bonus extra, but you don't
2: have to... You don't have to change. Oh, no. Nothing's going to change, I don't think. <laughs> right. Let's look ahead to tonight. Nothing's going to change. Um... Some people are saying the uh, biggest pay-per-view of the month, Fastlane, is uh, coming up at the weekend. This I... show looks pretty poor, in my opinion. It's, a it's lo- the
3: second consecutive WWE PLE where, even though I think Raw's been pretty strong, you know, it's been a 7 out of 7. It's yes. 7 out of 10 out of 7. <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, some really great standout matches. Uh, Ivor. Low key MVP in action of against Raw. I can I cannot wait. Yes, <laughs> Chad Gable and Gunther, like Raw. You know, kind of been cooking. Um, ate the TV's better than the PLE. That was the last time about WWE. Yeah. I've always said there's always been, even in the Brainworms Vince era of 2019, almost always a match where you think, "Well, that's going to be class." let mm. look at the talent involved. Can't remember this—the last time WWE ever did this. Mm. Where the TV is somehow more watchable than the night of the month, where the writers just get the f*** out of there, <laughs> and then the, it's just basically the agents and the wrestlers who get the who get it done. Yeah, I remember Gr- Brian Gowers. Oh my god! Uh, in the aftermath of WrestleMania 38, oh, I was talking about Becky versus Bianca. See. Wasn't that great? The culmination of a great story that you all crapped on. Mr. Goertz, the, f- the big heat angle of that storyline was that Bianca Belair gave Becky Lynch a very fetching new wave haircut. Do you remember? <laughs> I remember. The haircut she got after she cut, co- it was like she looked great. Yeah. Oh, thanks for making me look more like a star. <laughs> no way. But this is uh, the book, The Trend.
2: Yeah. A sense there's going to be more matches added to Fastlane. I'm not sure. I think it's like five, six matches on the card already. Well, I doubt it. They'd like to do it. It's Triple H. Yeah, but they haven't got the. Eli, they, they haven't well, got the Eight Man on there yet because. Well, tonight we've got main event Jey Uso versus and your money in the bank. Okay, with no Eight Man on there, and literally every week, I'm not complaining because I've loved pretty much every single time, especially last week when they did it. The piling in of uh, Owen Zane, Cody Rhodes. Oh, my God, God, that dive. Uh, The Judgment Day, the sort of interesting new dynamic with JD McDonough trying to sort of weasel his way into that group. He is a weasel. uh, And proving himself to a certain extent last week. Um, So I I, I sense this one might go awry. Yeah, it'll go awry. It should
3: build to an eight-man. But then again, they've... Teased matches or seem to very much indicate that they're going to do a match in a PLE only if that match did not happen. Mm. So you never know. Um, it seems like it's the logical way to go. Like if you want to do proper Triple H booking, i.e., pretty dry, pretty boring, <laughs> but uh, the uh, ends justify the means, do the eight man. And at, for once, I'd campaign for some kind of no contest mm. or like schmores of some kind. The idea being we need a bloody, we need. Cage. Yeah. To continue to uh, contain these lads. Guess what?
2: Get yeah, a big one. Two rings. War games. My get... favourite is when they used to in the olden days when it was an absolute shambles. They suddenly be like, Oh, what a great uh, what a great October, guys. On into the, uh, pinch punch, first of the month. Uh, what have we got in the Bloody Hell it's Survivor series? Yeah. Oh god. Who who knew this? Who knew this it happened every year? Yeah. So yeah, at least there's some work being put into this. Um but yeah, I sense this match pretty is pretty predictable. It's either not going to finish or it's going to a, a shenanigan finish in this match. Shenanigan? Up, I don't know if that's a word. So. You haven't,
3: but you've, uh, you've made it into a uh, verb.
2: Mm. Um, <laughs> we have got a title match tonight oh. off the back of a really enjoyable uh, title match at NXT. No merci. With Becky Lynch and Tiffin Um They said the winner will face Tegan Knox on Raw tonight. I thought that was... A sign that Tiffany was winning the title back. And that's not the case. Becky versus Tegan. How do you see this one going? Nice to see Tegan get a bit of exposure finally. Yeah,
3: it is. It is. It is. It's been so long since she's had the chance to do anything where... Was it 2016 or 2017 or 2018? Where she had that pretty damn good May Young Classic run and it ended really, really badly for her with that horrific injury. Fair play to Rhea Ripley. I always remember... Like, what composure in the moment, Moment, what professionalism, what great instincts where it's like, right, well, my colleague, who, even if I don't like, I'm probably going to have a bit of empathy for, is, you know, I can see her life falling apart in front of me. I'm the heel, what do I do? I yuck it up mm. and laugh and enjoy this. Um, 2018. Must, must have been really hard for her to do. Well, it's literally, she had a decent did you have a decent match at a Portland takeover? Mm. With one terrible thing with a trash can and some stairs. I got memed. Basically, what I'm saying is that it's been so long since she showed a lot of
2: promise that has that promise evaporated. Ultimately, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't really get a chance to see it in the Italian match last week. No, it was like three minutes. Three minutes.
3: So I don't know if she's still got Something as opposed to it because I don't think she had it. She had something. She had real potential. Can she rediscover it? I don't know. Have they done enough? It's pretty much, and I invoke this in the negative sense. It's pretty much Tony Khan booking this. <laughs> Give a three-minute win on TV, Right title challenge, and I suspect that might be the last we see of Tegan Knox for a mm. while. It's got a ver- it's got a touch of the TKs. Um, the question is, will this? Crowd respond enthusiastically to her. That's one question. It's a multi-pronged question. If they don't receive her with any kind of enthusiasm to begin with, will they be given enough time to build a story and cajole that audience into the match? And she's in there with the right opponent. Yeah, Becky Lynch, not as hot as she was when she was the man, but we've said this a million times between me and Hamphlet a lot better in the ring. Um, She is the best possible gatekeeper, which is a shame because it feels like our main event room was only getting started. She could probably slot straight back in after this experiment. She's that good. She's the best possible person to put in there. She has elevated everything and everyone around her, mostly. You can only do so much with a TV. You can only do so, so much with a week-to-week yeah. intrigue of a women's program on WWE television. I mean, it's so terribly booked. Um, but in-ring... She's the best possible person to sort of extract a good match out of Tegan Nox. Um, the best possible, the best realistic case scenario is that they get 15 minutes and they care lots about the five. Usually I would groan at that sort of formulaic match, but I think it would be a towering achievement mm. on Becky's part if she can take this ice-cold, perennial, perennially unlucky wrestler half the fan's most of them don't even know or care about. So I think they are, it's uphill, but Becky above
2: anyone can climb it. And the worst case scenario is Natalia gets involved and we set <laughs> a triple, triple threat for something down the line. That's my biggest concern with this. That's always your biggest concern. Yeah. Uh, the the um, blueprint is there from Who's Saturday got the, night.
3: What would Natalia do? Bracelet backstage.
2: Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, TJ Kid <laughs> because the blueprint's there from Saturday night, uh, not obviously in the exact, exact same way, because that was an Extreme Rules match, but Tiffany Stratton lost, but got over. Get the in. Um the in. Uh, Lost, but got over even more so in defeat, and I hope, yeah. You said, so sorry, I drifted out. Tiffany Stratton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, not that she needed it, of course. Maybe she gets involved here, and they set something up for her, moving up to the main roster. I don't know, but uh, I sense no title change, unfortunately.
3: No, no title change. That's an additional problem. It's very, very predictable. But again, it
2: will be some achievement on the part of Becky Lynch.
3: You know what?
2: I think she can do it. Yeah, I like if there's a there's a a bit where. Uh, Tegan hits the shiniest wizard. Oh, no, no. Becky Lynch has fallen out of the ring. The momentum's taken her out of the ring. Maybe Tegan would have won it there had the situation. There's always tricks pretty. he can play. Yeah. Uh, speaking of titles, we have a contract signing tonight between Gunther and Tommaso Champa. You and I can't work out what this is for. We don't know if it's a fast lane contract signing, uh, a raw contract signing for a match down the road or whatever. But Champa's building up the wins. And annoyingly, there's problems with Imperium. We don't like this. I don't like
3: this at all. It they feels like it feels like it's the in vogue thing to do. They and again you saw so mu- you've seen so much of this in wrestling's past where a promoter has got this really weird habit of plagiarizing themselves.
2: Tony Khan. Tony Khan? Tony Khan. Yeah. Oh god, I'm gonna write that down. I'm worried it's gonna catch fire. The, my concern is, yeah, it's brilliant, but my concern is it'll be picked up by this doesn't really narrow things down. The darker side of Twitter. I think, X I think they've just
3: given up on me. Yeah, yeah. I think well, unless I get uh, screenshot instead of quoted. Mm. Um, aye. So, what's the point? There's a way to do it. One, if you do anything to excess, you risk diminishing returns. Hence, my relationship currently with AEW mm. on the holds on the repair, and. It's not a hot take. That it's not particularly insightful. I apologize for that. But WWE have clearly seen what is happening with the bloodline, the numbers, and have said to themselves, "Right, do that, do that everywhere." <laughs> yeah. And then the Judgment Day or the Raw bloodline, where there's you know different motivations within each rank of the of the stable. There's constant infighting and you know teasers of them splitting up, but they get successful. And now Imperial, what's the point? Because at least with the bloodline, the, the reason to do this was to get Jey Uso really over. Yes. And it bloody well worked. He's not WWE champion material, face of the company, put him on a house show and draw loads of tickets, but they've done an incredible job mm. nonetheless of getting Jey Uso more over than he's ever been in front of that fan base. Smash success in terms of box office ratings, every observable metric. Total smash success with Judgment Day. The infighting within that stable is all leading to the senior money in the bank, Mm. Damian Priest, in his face. Turn what a candidate he is, as well. Tall fans take him seriously. He's a credible, badass wrestler. He's got that wonderful voice. Mm. So, I, it's what's Giovanni Vinci getting out of this? He looks like a bitch. (laughs) It's like with. Priest, the whole idea is, oh, he wants to kind of win the right way. He's, uh, you know, he'll still will, will win the wrong way, but he doesn't want yet more shenanigans. He's starting to think, do I, uh, do I want this little <laughs> J.D. McDonough swarming around? Like, no. I can not just to handle my business like a man sort of thing. And fans gravitate towards him. With Giovanni Vinci, it's like they're just telling him he's crap and making loads of mistakes. It's not like Jay Uso, where he's getting, like, you know, tortured psychologically, and you think, oh, d- right, you as a fan, I meant to say, go and rediscover your agency, stand up to the bully, mm. very universal, relatable character arc. With Priest, it's different. He's just like, I kind of want to win things the right way. So It's a bit different, but, you know, the idea is you're meant to support this guy who's got better values than the gang of bastards he surrounds himself with. With Vinci, I don't sympathize with him. I don't think, oh, you know what? You don't need to cheat. You don't need to take this off, Gunther. Oh, stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. And I you think, well, he's just a bitch. He makes mistakes and he's getting punished for them. Where am I meant? It's one, I should, It should be one or the other. I'm either meant to think of him as this heel bastard or this guy who, you know what? I'd like to see you as a baby face mm. because I relate to this quality or I sympathize with this act that's been done to you. There's it's just, they're doing it for the sake of doing it.
2: Yeah, it, it, it feels like it's such a tried and true method of, right, Making you want to look like a Ted. No, in, if you want to face Gunther, you have to get past the, the lackeys first. Like, what is, what's a good example? You want to oh, face- yes of AEW? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, if you want to face uh, Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era world champion, you have to beat Roderick Strong, Carlo Riley, and Bobby Fish first, yeah. or, or, you know, one of them. That w- that's formula's fine. Don't change any of that. That's it. I and then you've got a great tag team as well in in, in Kaiser yeah. and Vinci. I get
3: bored of the gauntlet style of booking on occasion, but, you know, it's 52 weeks a year. Maybe I should have a little bit of latitude towards maintenance shows, I don't know. But this does nothing for nobody. Um, Gunther Champer had a great match at a takeover, I want to say. But it was in the... Capital Wrestling Center. There's about two hundred people there. <laughs> it might have even been that weird in between stage of there's some fans, but not loads. I really can't remember. I just remember it being pretty damn excellent. So for the chance to run that back, um, in a massive arena setting,
2: completely on board with it, um, I would have it, said I would have said stab him in the hand with the pen to counteract this chop, but they literally just did that on AEW telly.
3: Aye. If you're WWE, you'd be knocked at that. Mm. It was one of theirs. Dave Meltzer probably actually happened to Detroit in the 1970s. <laughs> the <right laughs> Thanks, Dave. But I think it's more synonymous with WWE. Regardless, you know, everything's ripe. Apparently, wrestling is plagiarism obsessed. I don't know when this match is happening. No. I would like
2: to think that it's going to happen at what's the next one? Fast Lane? Fast Lane, yeah, Fast Lane this weekend, and then. I don't know what's next. Is survivors? It, is it? Yeah. Is it just straight up to survivors? I'm oh no, no, this has got to be a crown jewel oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. I got to imagine Gable winning it. There would not like that.
3: Um, surely they're not doing a contract signing for a Raw match. But then again, they're getting annihilated by Monday Night Football. Maybe this is their way of saying, "Oh, the TV might as watch it," and that wouldn't be a bad thing. I'm being incredibly generous to the Fed today. Mm. Um, Even though I said I can't be asked to watch it because I just watched Danielson versus Sabre <laughs> Jr. <laughs>
2: She has been destroying people left, right, and center since she uh, turned back up on Monday Night Raw. And tonight, she faces a former tag team partner, former tag team champions in that weird period where she just kept putting Lana through a table week after week. We did it on the five-star review review just recently. It's Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler. Sige, will Nia Jax's dominance continue? Uh,
3: Yes. They're uh, building up for a match with Rhea Ripley. So she'll beat Shayna Baszler... Um, it's quite cute, I guess, that they've got the history. So it's a decent match to do. You'd think after Ronda did the job for Shayna Baszler that they would have actually tried to do something with yeah. her. But that appears that that might it's one of those matches where it might as well have happened a year ago. For all the good they have or not good that they've done with Baszler, um, subsequent to it, I I think basically Ronda was leaving anyway might have requested, look, can I do the honors for Shayna? I'm going to do, I should do them for someone. And they've thought, well, that's the one she's volunteered and it's still Ronda. As much as they haven't made her a star, she's still got leverage. So maybe it was mainly Ronda's idea. Then it was a concerted effort from WWE to really try and get Baszler over. I think the match itself was piss poor and very flat. So maybe they thought that we've, I hate to say this to you, of all people will, I think they've given up on Shayna Baszler. And I think maybe my, uh, I'm thinking this is March 2020 because <laughs> that's when they did it the first time. I am just going to steamroll her, build a Ripley match. And again, not to be a broken record, but the whole intrigue with uh, Jacks now is there's someone in real danger when she's in the ring. Potentially, but
2: that's kind of compelling in the wrong way, but it's still not not compelling. I think this might not go to a finish. I think they might say the biggest threat to Rhea Ripley and potentially the best match that we could work is a triple threat. Mm. Nia Naya, Naya could squash you. Shayna Baszler could snap you. Rhea Ripley facing difficult difficult challenge. Although I just, as I realise as I say that, there's no babyfaces in that match. Is Shayna a babyface now, sort of? No, I'm, did she kick someone's ass the other week? I don't know. Didn't, yeah, Zoe Stark came and she was like, i kick your ass. It's triple H in it. He loves Oh, Zoe Stark might get involved in this. Because of last week.
3: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um I just think they're giving another the monster push. Maybe. To yeah. Give Rhea something to do before Mania. I don't think it's any deeper
2: than that. Prepare
3: to be surprised though.
2: Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about a match you are excited for, though. Uh off the back of the attack on Kofi Kingston last week. Where they revealed the reason they did that was because it was an eye for an eye. Um, Ivar faces Xavier Woods. But <laughs> Ivar Ivar matches kick ass. No, Ivar's absolutely
3: class. Ivar, I uh, don't know what's going on. Viking rules the match with Kofi Kingston. He, um, it's weird. Like I think they've given him like a, a quite wide saucepan, um like a wooden spoon. Some like chopped up chilies and some garlic. he's cooking. (laughs) He is. is. He's he's been given the tools to cook. He has been clearly told, well, you can cook if you want. He's like, really? It's the Fed? We don't really do much cooking here. Sorry, Hamflit. We sometimes just do some really sort of basic patterned back and forth. That doesn't really have much emotion or soul. Microwave meals. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Put a little thing in the microwave. Three minutes, magic number. Do most You can reheat anything in two minutes. <laughs> that's what the reheated, you know, congealed gloop. That is a WWE TV yeah. match. Two minutes, Bob's your uncle. He's like, no, you can cook if you want. Only, you know, sometimes you can cook. Triple H had some cook, I guess, Something He's cooking. Yeah. Um, and Xavier Woods is such a good baby face. Oh. I forget. I feel, it's brain. You know, I don't forget. They made me forget. With There's sort of fitful booking, and he's just part of the furniture now, and you don't really expect the new day to be involved in anything significant. But, you know, the guy is such a good baby face. Like, that I don't really care if I'm not going on any week-to-week journey with him or investing in thinking, oh, he could probably do something. He's not going to do out with Xavier Woods, but he
2: get us pretty much every single time. Now that I think about it, this could genuinely cook. Ivar does preposterous things every time, and it, it was sort of the thing they just fell back on. It was just like, oh, put the Viking Raiders in a match a few years back, and then Ivar, do your cartwheel thing. Well, well, you shouldn't be able to do that at that size. And yeah, that was kind the of size it. of you. That was kind of it. And then in recent weeks, yeah, it was just, he's having bangers uh, with, with Kofi Kingston. So I think, you know, Xavier Woods' uh, rope walk, I think Ivar does that tonight and then does the wanker symbol. <laughs> Or maybe, what's, I forgot what's her name. No? Valhalla. Valhalla Kripps the trombone or something and black goo comes out of it. Maybe. Maybe. There's
3: always a possibility wins, with though? the fed. Um, I don't
2: care. <laughs> Fundamentally, I do not care. Setting up Ivar as a potential opponent for Gunther could be fun. <laughs> oh
1: my God.
2: Do it. Tonight instead. <laughs> Ivar, Gunther, Bronson Reed. Who's the, oh, I notice That was it. The four big lads.
3: Uh, all in one match. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, my God. I don't
3: I've ever pressed the button as much on a Raw preview in my life. Right. And, you know, it's not
2: actually happening. It's more what we think Raw should be. But still, it must count for something. <laughs> finally. Uh, well, we've got a game to play, obviously. But finally, in terms of notes for this show, I said this last week. I I thought the, the ship had sailed. I thought I was like, there's really not anything you can do to get, aside from turning him heel and really going for it. But I didn't think they were going to do that. I thought they were just going to turn him heel, have him lose, and then go, enjoy AEW, Drew. Um, but I'm fascinated by this Drew McIntyre turn because the age-old thing, of course, is heels have to be justified within their, within their own mind. Yeah. He's more than that. He's justified in if you just objectively take into account what's happened. He's like, no, you can't just forgive Jey Uso because suddenly he's here wearing a different T-shirt. Oh, God, I'm so glad he's not here.
3: I love Michael Hanfler. He's one of my best mates, as are you. But his obsession with Jey Uso, it's like... Uh, you know when like, you've, you watch your first acclaimed film? Mm. in
2: school and you just think you're hot balls and just think, like, he's so clever because you watch The Usual Suspect. Yeah, I think it was maybe, like, probably wasn't the first one because this is probably an indictment of who was allowing me to watch things. I remember watching Requiem for a Dream for the first time and going,
3: what's this? Yeah.
2: I mean, I wouldn't watch it ever again, no. thanks. I saw that on a thread recently. It was like, what great film will you never, ever watch again?
4: Have you
3: seen The Killing of a Sacred Deer?
2: Is that uh, Colin Farrell? Yes. No. I've heard very good <laughs> things, though. It's absolutely excellent, so unsettling.
3: It's got such a feeling of wrong mm. throughout in the way it builds one really funny bit, like incredibly like tar black comedy. um this just pervasive sense of just doom and wrong and um, I that's a film I could never watch again, but I was just really shaken by. But I flip with this Jey Uso stuff. It's like, it, it, you know when they say that cinema level? <laughs> it's like he genuinely thinks that they've exhumed William Shakespeare <laughs> and had him write this Jey Uso arc. I, I love him. I, Him and Jey Uso, it's like he's, 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 he's been Stockholm syndromed by WWE's just rancid creative. <laughs> that when they actually do like, oh, here's a storyline with a plot. The character, and you know the character, has actually interacted with other characters before. It's like, it's like you know, the Tim and Eric meme. <laughs> I'll say this to his face. Yeah. Uh, first thing tomorrow, that's what I'm going to do. Just completely, <laughs> like, uh, apropos of nothing. You, would what's your
2: problem with that? And he's going to go, what? <laughs> Finger in his chest. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Drew McIntyre's back on Ms. TV, despite the fact that he uh, headbutted the host last week. Yes. But Ms. It's very good. I will say this because I, I thought that was one of the best missed TVs we've had in a long time. At just, just weaseling or like needling people and and kind of, I mean, he was telling the truth about everything. He was like, you kind of left him for dead. Yep. The other week, but it's understandable. Hey, he's he's Jay Uso. Why why would you save him? Think about what he did to you. You know, we're both you and I. We're both <laughs> world champions. Very different, but are both yeah. world champions. Um, and I think it's going to be more of the same tonight. I don't know what's going to happen now because obviously he's done this stuff with the New Day. They're busy off now with uh, uh, the Viking Raiders. But I sense Drew is on a path to just just fully embracing. He's, he's getting there every single week of, do I save Jay? Do I not? Oh, too late, Cody's here now. Do I save Kofi? Actually, no. I've just had a fight with him. Why, why would I do yeah. that? So I sense that another step on that road tonight, maybe leading to him—I uh, don't know—maybe embracing being a part of the heel team at Survivor Series to take it to the extreme, so much so that he's partnering with the blood. I don't know if it's maybe. Maybe go to that extent, but I don't know who or what who interrupts or what happens here. Can't
3: be and join him. I don't know. I like it. It's good. Some it's Shakespeare. But it's it is good.
2: Anything you think about uh, before we get to the it game still doesn't
3: really inspire me to talk. Mm. Drew McIntyre, I can watch him, I can enjoy him, I can look at his claymore and think, and or rather feel. Oh my god! But I am still fundamentally a wrestler that I don't particularly get. Yeah, mad about talking about. No, yeah,
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any more developments ahead of Fast Lane with the Shin-Seth storyline? Oh, God,
3: I do not give a single toss. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, I mean, I'd like to see him be more of a clown so he can take the mick out of him. But to pure schadenfreude is the absolute
2: limit of my investment here. What do you think happens on Saturday? Do you think, I mean, obviously, I Seth's have not retaining. given it a thought. Do you think Seth's I, retaining, I, but Sh- Shinsuke Nakamura is reducing him to such an extent that... He survived last man standing, but oh no, here comes I don't know Bronson Reed, or just straight up oh no, here comes Damian Priest because he's just survived the last man standing match. You're not going to take more, many more worse beatings. There's than a that.
3: political thing with Seth where I think they really want to. <laughs> is there? Do they want to keep anyone happy anymore? It's in the post Endeavor world now, yeah, they really do like Seth, um, and I think they do try and keep him in plans and everything. So uh, he hasn't had the title that long by Triple H standards. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I do you ever like? philosophical, just bear with me for one minute before okay. we play the game and wrap this up. Do you ever, like, wh- what do you think about when you walk around? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And do you ever just think, why am I thinking about this? Yeah. I just think, like, not like dark thoughts or anything like that, but you ever think, why have I chosen now to think about this? Oh, absolutely. I think David Lynch calls it strange and unproductive thinking. Mm. You think, like, I don't know why I'm thinking about this event or this... Dwelling on this. Dwelling on... Yeah. yeah. He's walking around with your head in the clouds. What am I thinking about this for? Like, I'd rather think about... um, I don't know. Something that might have happened in third year of uni that was a bit embarrassing. Why am I thinking about that? I'd rather think about that than Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> tell you what. On the way home tonight, or on the commute tomorrow, or whenever of a podcast I'll write down I've been dwelling on this for five minutes yeah and I'll <laughs> what have I given a moment's thought other than this match in this program
2: okay well you speak about a post-endeavor world and with that in mind it's time
0: to play, time to play the game time to play
2: time to the play game, play game. Well, Endeavour taking over or this TKO Holdings, me and Andy talked about this on the news today, I think means that WWE are less concerned or don't prioritise. We've got to keep these legends around because he he mentioned Randy Couture with regards to UFC. Just for the sake of the fact that they're legends, they think, right, well, money's not tight. They've got boatloads of it. But if we are going to spend money... We're not gonna spend it just saying, oh, no, keep this person around just so they can't go over there. Yeah. We're gonna spend it to get someone like Jay Cargill over or tempt the next AW star. Or get some pyro. Yeah. And that means that people like Or run the eye. Uh, oh oh my we'll God. save this for Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um so they go, Adam Copeland's contract is is coming up. Are we bothered? We we kind of done that we've done a WrestleMania main event with him. Done a face run, we've done a heel run, we've done his sort of farewell tour. Do we mind? Nah. No, nah, it's fine. Let him let him go, sort of thing. We can spend the money on Jay Cargill or whoever. So, potentially we could see more people making that jump. Michael Sidgwick. Did it, did it, did it. Did it. Who's next jumping from WWE? to AEW because WWE can't be asked to renew their contract.
3: More of a Twitter question than a game.
2: Mm. Well, I have the WWE current superstar oh, page. All right, okay. No, yeah, that's good, I thought you liked like saying... Uh, oh, God, no. I'm not going to quiz you on that. Yeah, boring. Uh, <laughs> it's our job. I have the... So this is uh, this is the entire roster yeah, of yep, current yep. superstar page open in front of me. Pro Evo rules, which means you get two passes. Games if, within a game. Uh, but if you uh, if you pass the first two, you're stuck with whoever you get with last. But I'll scroll through because of the way that they do it with the current superstars, there's like pictures of like Judgment Day, LA Night, is that I've seen a uh, rock getting dropping the people's elbow. So it's not banks of four like normally you'd get on Raw and SmackDown. So I'll just I'll just say the amount of people who are on my screen when you say stop, and then you can pick a number between that and that is the person that is gonna next follow Adam Copeland. Over to becoming all elite. I'm okay. scrolling through the current superstars page right now. Time me when to stop and give me a number. Well, I'll tell you how many people are on my page. Stop! You have <laughs> quite the selection. One to six. Four. <laughs> uh, have you thought about uh, AW becoming a little bit more corrupted? It's Joe Gacy. He's on NXT, if you're unaware. If you're yeah. This is the main roster. Can I twist? You can twist. Twist. I thought you would. Stop. One. It's also a one. Okay, well, we'll, we'll redo that one. I, I, I think it'd be great. I think she's phenomenal, but she's just a backstage interview. It's Mackenzie Mitchell. Oh, right, so okay. that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, I'm going again. Stop. Okay. You have eight now on my screen. Lucky number seven. <sighs> A current title holder within WWE, Rey Mysterio. Oh, AEW, a million percent. Who would you like to see him against in, in uh, AEW? Kenny Omega. Do you think they'd put him in there with Commander El Hio Del King out? Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, I'd th- mm. the
3: thing is, yeah, my impulse would be yes. There'd be no space from no real need. Actually, you no, know I'd keep him in WWE. One the few that are really, yeah. I'm going to twist on this.
2: I'm going to roll the dice to the final They're one.
3: Actually, treating them like a legend for once. Yeah, they are doing great and stuff. And like, I, I need as many connections to WWE as I can get because I've got precious few. Stop.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you pick, here, yeah, yeah. you have to take. I have to stick. Stick like a twist. You have uh, eight names in front of you. Picking on between one and eight. Uh, James's squad
3: number. For Heaven Igniters is five. So
2: I'll go with five. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I think I'd be intrigued to see what happened if this person went there. But the latest person to become All Elite. Don't say it's Jimmy Uso. It's not Jimmy Uso. It is someone we've already talked about, though. Ladies and gentlemen, our pick for AW's next top signing is... Shinsuke Nakamura.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not being funny, right? You see him in Noah earlier this year in the presentation of the yeah. character. I truly think that Shinsuke Nakamura could prosper elsewhere. Yeah. I know Just, you've he's been not with, a good fit with
2: WWE. I know you've been with Triple H, but how about now you try? Well,
3: it's one of those where, like, you know, they wouldn't put him in 20 minute singles matches, which the, the guy clearly cannot be asked to do. Are oh, you in a trio? Let him cook for like a minute at a time. Well,
2: hang on, wait a second then.
1: If you
3: can do do that. It's time,
2: it's time to play the game! Uh, last game. Time to, it's time play, to play the game! <laughs> yeah, I've a, a, a few there. Well, who's going to be in his trio on the AW Ross? I've got the AW oh, Ross page. Yeah. I love this game. Uh, I've got the AW Ross page open in front of me and no, no skips. No skips. Just straight up. These, these are the two people. So we me when to stop picking them between one and five. Stop. Four. Shinsuke Nakamura, Malachi Black. Oh, okay. martial artists. And the
3: artists. Stop. Three.
2: Don't <laughs> say it's Matt Hardy. It's not Matt Hardy. Shinsuke Nakamura, Malachi Black. And grumpy Roderick Strong. <laughs> that would be tits. <laughs> right. That's them as a trio? That's the trio. That would be tits? I'm trying to think of the name of them. Uh, tell you what. Send us your your suggestions for the new trio an AW of Malachi Black, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Roderick, Roderick Strong
3: on X. Huh. Oh, I've got it. So... Malachi Black. Mm-hmm. Back
2: mm. Oh yeah, back Roderick Strong backbreaker
3: Knack back Mark Black's Dutch Mashaj of the knack
2: breakers <laughs> I'd uh I'm gonna go with <laughs> Back shin black Back Shin Black Thoughts? Wait I've, got, I've got no note. <laughs> culture WE for your suggestions of this weird trio's name uh, and your thoughts on Raw tonight. I forgot we were talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no one cares. Uh, you can follow us <laughs> Michael Sidgwick on Twitter at... Uh, M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Smackdown review and NXT No merci. review uh, available right now. The three of us will be back to review Monday Night Raw. And don't forget to join us for our live AEW Wrestle Dream review on our YouTube channel, What Culture Wrestling Podcast, on YouTube. And if you subscribe, you can send us questions 3.30 p.m. UK time tomorrow. For now, though, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.